Ah, the magical sounds of Poldark. Hi there! You're listening to Poldark Fancast, a podcast about the Poldark saga in all its various incarnations, produced and created by your fellow fangirls. I'm Michelle. I live in the States. You can find me on Tumblr at Poldark Muses, and I tweet at Musings. And my name's Rita. I live in England. I Tumblr at Princess of Poldark, and I tweet at Rita Bites. You're listening to a commentary track of episode 8 of season 2 of the 1970s adaptation of Poldark, and that's why everything's just a little bit fuzzy. (laughs) Oh, part 8, part 8. Goodness, and when we left, Demelza was flirting hard with Hugh. She just found out about Ross kissing Elizabeth. Right, yeah. There was that super close-up face of her shocked expression. We were like, oh, yes. she's gonna go down. Yep. So cutting to these random men riding horses. Oh, I think it's George. In his silly, silly yeah. hat. In a really ridiculous hat. He looks a bit uh, Mad Hattery. <laughs> yes, he does. Oh, they are um, checking out Drake's uh, new digs. Which are massive, by the way. It looks like a yeah. freaking estate. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Look at that corset. She is showing it mm-hmm. off. Yes, she is. And why is she there not hanging out with... Your favorite, your favorite soul. Oh, they're talking about him. Uh, She's come to gossip. Just casually holding a hammer as she talks about him. It's nice to see him actually blacksmithing. Yeah. yeah, but you know, okay, it was just put into the water to cool, but it's, <laughs> wouldn't it still be a little hot? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he knows what he's doing. He's torturing that poor horse. Yeah. <laughs> They're really, like... They're they're doing it. They're, they're really they're, doing it. They're like, actually doing it. Don't do this to this horse. Also, sh- Emma's talking. Why are they showing him doing that instead of listening? <laughs> that is the calmest horse in the history of the world. I feel really bad for the horses. They don't deserve this. Can you imagine somebody just like banged some metal onto your foot? Oh, whoops. <laughs> Oh god. Oh yeah. Wee bitty bucket. That's that's mm. gonna do it, you guys. Oh yeah. Wee bitty bucket. <laughs> uh at least Emma has two. I mean she's seen this as a Oh for God's sake. That's not how you put out a fire. Oh my lord. Get Yo. some sand or some soil or something stop stop looking stop this looking. is an emergency go <laughs> go deal with the flamage 
Uh, this looks like a hot day as well. Yeah. This could have happened naturally. It didn't, but it could have. Well, there's Samuel. Yes. Somebody dropped a dead dog down as well? That is disgusting. Dogs don't deserve this. This is not, like, is a good place to be an animal. Like, people are always trying to ride horses into them on this show, and now this? <sighs> yeah. Uh, maybe they're not going to the smithy because there's dead dogs everywhere. <laughs> I think they're having a bit of like a puffy hair off. Puffy shirt moment? Oh, puffy hair? Oh, Sam has got serious puff Luke. happening today. <laughs> yes. I thought that <laughs> the, Ross the, had it going on in real. season one, but now then, like season two, Sam's winning. He's just came here and he's like. His, his, his conditioner game is on. Yes. <laughs> It's just random chicken noises in the background. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, they're awfully loud chickens. <gasps> also, where's the fallout from oh. him kissing Elizabeth? Where, where uh, is yeah. that? No idea. Wow, that's an interesting dress. I love it. <laughs> Look at that. I really want Aussie's robe. That that house coat is just crazy. <gasps> well, Anna is throwing that shade. <laughs> <laughs> she is really freaking creepy. Yeah, she Mention is. her name three times and she shall appear. <laughs> she was just saying how she doesn't really do anything but follow Ozzy around, but now she's suddenly like, we're mm -hmm. overworking you. With what, exactly? <laughs> oh, God, this is so awkward. At least her glasses are back. You know how much I worried about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, oh shit, Rowella. <laughs> yeah, of course she does. It's not like Ozzy's the subtlest person. Oh. He just has this attitude of like, I'm going to eat you. 
that was random. <sighs> Where are all the like servants in this house as well? I know. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope you won't be angry. I'm pregnant. Ooh, Tamels has got a new hobby. Mm. What is... Things are now very awkward. Mm -hmm. I wonder if it has something to do with him making out with Elizabeth. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh! There's so much yelling! Does that <laughs> ring a bell? Well, yeah, of course he's angry! Cause you're fucking pregnant! <laughs> Not very Christian of you, dude. Oh, wow, he's really dramatic, and I am here for it. <laughs> yes. Vicar! <laughs> oh, God. Okay, now if more if if Morwenna <laughs> couldn't hear that, <laughs> you're pregnant, and I'm screaming it. <laughs> this is such a secret. No one must know anything of this. <laughs> <laughs> Go to your room. Oh, her little smile. <laughs> I know. Poor Oz. Don't you just hate it when you molest a 16-year-old and then get them pregnant? It's so inconvenient. Mm -hmm. Okay, what's what's with the white dress? I thought it was a nighty. It is not flattering. No, it is not. Oh my god, all the ribbons in her hair. Maybe it is a nighty. Pray for a nighty. Look, I don't think that even Demelza cares about Drake at this point. She's just like, do whatever. Prudy's ill? Oh, this is fun. 
Oh. Oh, the clarinet mm-hmm. of of mm-hmm. shenanigans played. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Of. Hmm? Honestly, sometimes the music on the show just seems like it's out of some kind of <laughs> mystery mu- murder mystery show. Yes. Yes. Oh, geez, the place looks a disaster. He's got the tiny hat on again. Maybe he ran out of all the other hats. This is the last hat. (laughs) Oh, no. How did it get this fucked up so quickly? Oh. Oh. What the actual fuck is this? I know, right? What the hell? (laughs) This is dumb. They were like, quick, tie him up and then slightly disarrange all of his things. (laughs) What kind of a crime is that? I know. How about we just don't fight anybody? Nobody fights. Oh, God. (laughs) Actually, also, what is he going to (laughs) do? Like, how do you retaliate to this? I know. Well, no, I think Ross is still the landlord, though, so... Kick him out, Ross. <laughs> well, unless he signed the deed over. I doubt it. Ross ain't that dumb. <laughs> Hi, by the Uh-oh. way, I'm still pregnant. You yelling about it didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't bellow the baby out. <laughs> Can you imagine if that worked? <laughs> Come here! <laughs> bellow, bellow. Oh, how convenient for you. I've just noticed that his little uh, rolly things, I don't know what they're called. They're not ringlets. They're <laughs> the cycles are uneven. <laughs> it's really distracting. 
The one on the right is really lopsided. <laughs> Do you think he sleeps with like ringlets? No, like colours <laughs> in his hair? Those Velcro ones? <laughs> I think he would have to, unless it is intended to be a wig. Hey, even wigs need colours. Yes. <laughs> so sweaty right now. She's so, like, scheming, and it, it fills me with joy. <laughs> and Ozzy's like, yes! Oh, look, the posh people are back. Oh, look, some random new maid. Oh, my God, don't lick your thumb. Yeah, because Prudy's sick, apparently. The actress is probably... What is that soup? Oh, yeah. Why is everything they eat so brown? Oh. This is why English food has such a terrible reputation. Oh, God, it looks like dirty laundry water. Oh, I love you, Caroline. <laughs> She's just like, I've shown up with this outfit on and you will love me. <laughs> just casually tried to invade Ireland. Oh god, this conversation is boring. Someone mention Hugh! We need some shade! <laughs> yes, shade, tension, shade. I love how, like, barely... Barely anyone is eating their soup. <laughs> yeah, it's like, ugh, They god. just keep, like, holding it up, pretending to sip. <laughs> She has grapes in her hair. Yeah, she does. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, Arthur. <laughs> oh, Ozzy. Nice stiff cravat. She is not your ward. 
Chagrin? Bro. Is it Chagrin? Uh, yeah, but he's like... Posh as hell. You know, like <laughs> the kind of faux posh where you just start saying words silly. Right. So, posh 4.0. Nobody actually speaks like this. That guy looks really <laughs> familiar. This is where we find out he's some kind of international superstar. <laughs> Why is he the, like, sweatiest person in the room all the time? He's like, the fuck? He's like, I'm... He's so pleased with himself. Well, that ain't any money to raise a family. (laughs) Betsy's just trying, okay? Oh god, he's standing right behind <laughs> him. What a snob. Everybody loves a good cliff. You know, when you're feeling things, you have to stand by the cliff and, you know, stare out into the ocean. Yes. Yeah, George is just so great. Mm. Of course she would, because she's the Melza. Well, there's this blonde lady, okay? And yeah, so she wasn't that Mm. great, but everybody (laughs) was like, wow, I've got to get with her. As always, she makes an excellent point. Those in glass houses should not talk about other people's feuds.
<laughs> that is true. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love a good platonic oh. conversation. <laughs> People are just yes. like the Mel's is amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, what did you do to him? Of course, she did. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Can you imagine him trying to hit anybody? <laughs> Jeez, oh, he really pushed his luck. Yeah, he really he reached for the sky. <laughs> A thousand pounds. From 20 guineas. Like, what the fuck is he thinking? I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She is gonna work it, work it. Bring the tears. I would never. <laughs> I'm, I am googling. How much that is? Yes. It sounds like a, it's a lot in today's money. Like, who has just a casual thousand pounds lying around in this economy? Oh my god, that look. He's going to murder her in her sleep. <laughs> sure seems like it. Is this another occasion of Ross misreading the room? Because <laughs> she looks so depressed. <laughs> that was bold. That was also very hypocritical of her, considering. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. I'm low-key just, like, hating Demelza right now, because I'm like, Demelza, don't be a hysterical teenage girl about this. He shouldn't be writing to you. You're a married woman. <laughs> oh, he's kind of a dick, though. <laughs> Team nobody again. Ugh. <laughs> I'm not allowed to have friends. No, because you're flirting with them. Uh huh. Oh God, is it fucking poetry? It's a poem. Oh, it's a poem. Please don't read it. Oh, oh fucking voiceover. <sighs> Oh, 
Lord, save me from this poetry. Oh, God. (laughs) What a cutaway. (laughs) 50 quid. Oh, my God. He's not the best negotiator. (laughs) A thousand. Forty pounds. A hundred pounds was almost two thousand dollars. Oh Christ! In today's money, a hundred pounds. Wow! Damn. Coming from the guy who just knocked up his wife's sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, she's marrying into their family, so. That was an amazing expression. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just like this is increasingly hilarious. <laughs> Fucking hell, this kid. oh wow this has got hysterical really quickly this is so funny she's like okay keep pushing him keep pushing him Uh, this is why Arthur is the best (laughs) (laughs) how did the neighbours that entire area must know his business Uh, seriously oh I love that they cut away (laughs) Mm-hmm. Of I'm surprised all of his kids aren't like crying hysterically. Like, why is Daddy yelling? Meanwhile, oh god. Oh, a dog. Hide it before they put it down a well. <laughs> okay. Oh, is this where he goes to talk to Elizabeth? Why is he doing is he it so slowly? Like, right now? hurry up with the walking. So many bluebells around. 
Oh, it's almost bluebell season here, like right now. Oh, nice. Oh, God. Tom Harry's replacement is overzealous. Mm -hmm. Is it about plucking your eyebrows so you can get rid of the monobrow? <coughs> Damn! Who's that guy? No idea. Oh! There's just so many men around. Over, over brangled up jumps? <laughs> Don't you just hate up jumps? Is that guy even poaching? I literally don't know what they're saying. Chase him! Take the tweezers to he's him! In, he's in better shape than all three of you. Yeah, they'll still fuck him up. <laughs> if they can catch him. <laughs> they look like they're kind of flailing. <laughs> I don't think that anybody knew what they were doing when they were filming this scene. <laughs> it's just like, no. what is going on? Oh, shit. That was the worst oh, acted oh. fool in history. I, I know, right? Oh, shit. Now this is what you get for keep complaining about Moena. <laughs> Moena, Moena, kick, kick. <laughs> in the book, they stuck him in some kind of dried out bog. But now they're um, just flipping him into the... This is not a dried out no, bog. No, this is the fucking pond, like, thing. <laughs> they're fucking counting. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, and five. <laughs> nice. Well, they're not the smartest. They're just gonna fucking drown him. A bit extreme. Yeah, pretty much. Well, who's oh, gonna Lord. get them for murder? The magistrate's George. Exactly. Oh my god. Look at that house coat. Mm-hmm. He has the most fabulous. I want him to be my stylist. Oh shit. You <sighs> gotta respect her blackmailing skills, she's like. Oh yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I shall kill you. <laughs> I shall kill you. I shall kill you. Yeah, okay, bro. Let's add murder onto the list of all the sins you've committed. Oh, 
<laughs> Fuck him up! <laughs> They're so married already. I know. No, stay here. Make out with Emma. Yeah? Yeah, you're going to Truro. No. I would like him to leave the scene, though, because he's really bringing down the mood. <laughs> hmm. well, why would you think that? Based on what? I no idea. Has he ever even been in the same room as her? Meanwhile. Write that letter. That's true. <laughs> wow, he got stabbed. <laughs> he just keeps saying, like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> like, bro. That's a crime. Um. <laughs> He's like, 500 pounds? <laughs> Cut to the wedding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love everything about this. Get you away, sister! Damn. <laughs> she just got like a couple thousand quid in today's money, so she's doing okay. Mm-hmm. Got herself a new dress and hat. Couple thousand? She got herself like ten thousand. Ten thousand. She is killing it. Who uh, who are these kids? No idea. Oh, maybe his brothers and sisters. Oh, yes. Oh, comic relief. <laughs> She's gone off with uh -huh. Hugh. I'm yep. gonna scream. Yep. You know she has. And she's wearing Oh, alright. Well, this is okay then. Oh, Drake, you're delusional. Do you know how many times she's been like, please stop 
eyeing mm. Elizabeth. <laughs> Don't go off and fuck her. I'll be quite cross of you <laughs> if you do. Still does it. Oh, God. <laughs> Married Bliss. Oh, God, she's going to get raped again, isn't she? Everyone keeps saying things about how Dr. Ennis looks so crap. and I know. And every time we see him, he looks just fit and fine. He looks hot as hell. Like, what the hell? Oh, he's good. He doesn't look well. His tote's going to die. <laughs> I prefer you not to ever touch me ever. Thank you, Kay. Bye. Oh, she sipped that tea. Uh-huh. <laughs> Definitely deaf, and by the deaf. way, he was screaming about it. Yes. Can you imagine, like, how loud he is during sex then, if he's like that just oh during God. a normal conversation? Oh, she took off the glasses. Oh. Resume your physical approach. Don't. <laughs> uh, oh wow, I believe her. Mhm. Okay. She has previously annoyed me as an actress, but I think she's getting it. She, this is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Which is like next week or something. No, she's like, don't keep talking. This is sounding more and more like George. (laughs) (laughs) Every time they're in this room, I just see the pictures that look like boobs. And uh, very nipply. Mm -hmm. By the fireplace. And I'm like... Is George secretly some kind of deviant? Mm-hmm. 
really distracting. Oh, it's the wallpaper. <laughs> My house. George. Dude. To be fair, that's the reaction I'd have if he was in my house. I'd be, get out, Drake! Oh. None of your smithy nonsense here. Oh, oh shit, Elizabeth's discovered a backbone. Uh -huh. Oh, she's wearing that fucking bandana oh, again. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. I hope she uses that knife to stab him. Yes. The ball's on him to just wander into the house. Ugh. Mm-hmm. It's not serious. It's just some seals. Anybody who's ever been to anywhere where there's water has seen them. <laughs> oh my god, he is literally using seals <sighs> to emotionally blackmail her. <laughs> Things that aren't about seals. <laughs> I hate my life. Just just be happy you're not wearing that bandana. Ah, the cliffs of Cornwall. Mm. Seagulls? Oh god. Some Riding again. I I I, I, uh, I worry for Demelza every time she's on a horse. He's, he's on the white horse. He's Fluffy. on the white horse, of course. <laughs> this just looks dangerous. Uh yeah. Don't get too damn close to them cliffs. Or do if your name is Hugh Armitage. It booms and crashes. Those poor horses have no idea what they've just been complicit in. Uh-huh. Oh this is God. all incredibly dangerous things. Do not run down the cliff <coughs> and twist an ankle. Uh-huh. Oh god, he's so pervy. 
something just just about him he's like watching her like she's his prey no he's she's oh whatever That was a weird jump cut. Ooh. I'm thinking of myself. Oh, look, his vision's Ooh. fucked up. Yes. It's, it's the vision. This is God punishing you. Yeah, Demelzer, it's his fucking eyes. What, what, like, what else would it be? Uh... Do you know many people who ha- suddenly have loss of vision where it gets better just randomly by itself? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, pity sex. It's... <laughs> I need a drink and it's only 6.39 a.m. On a school day. Oh, it's okay on a Saturday, but you know. So he's leading the way, even though his eyesight is all wonky as shit. Well, in this version, it just went out for a second and then came back again, which is weird. The flowers are all very pretty. The thing about, like, them doing it on the beach is that I've always thought, hey, that's got to be uncomfortable. Talk mm-hmm. about, like, like, and you're going to get sand where you don't want sand. Like, it's Sand. It's going to be problematic. You're going to get a rash. Because that's a bacteria in places you don't want bacteria. Uh, oh. cheek kiss. Oh, Demelza. Demelza. I'm going to blame the bandana. I think she's possessed by the spirit of Stevie Nicks. Oh, God. At least we didn't have to watch them bang, you know? Yeah. That's a comfort. It's over now. Demelza, Demelza, Demelza. I can't oh believe that, like, pity sex is actually happening. Although, I have to say, it's it's not coming across as pity sex. I mean, he told her about the eyesight thing. Yeah, I know she still wants, she's still, like, attracted to him. It's not, like, completely. Oh, yeah. But I feel like he is bringing it up all the time to try and oh, absolutely. her into it. Like, you've got to do it now. you got to do it now. Otherwise, who knows what will happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, no. He's still using it as a hammer um, of sorts. But, uh, you know, I when we think about kind of how the scene uh, went down in Four Swans, the book, um, there was a lot more... Not arguing, but he was saying a lot more um, swoony, convincing bullshit. Yep. Um, 
to get her to make up her mind. And she was saying, like, no, let's go back. Let's go back. No. And he was yeah. ignoring mm-hmm. it. And it was like, exactly. Oh. And he's like, you know, yeah, yeah, it was it was bad. In conclusion, fuck you, Hugh Armitage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. So how many more episodes do we have of this series? Actually, that okay. that's our first question from Anonymous. So let's see. Uh, guys, there are 13 episodes for this series. Episode 8 is The Seals, and episode 10 through 13 is The Angry Tide. Thank you, Nani. <laughs> I don't know why I thought there was 16. Oh, my goodness. Or 18. I think it was because there was a lot in season 1. There was a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there was a huge amount. In, I mean, they basically did the first I think it was at least three, three books. books. Yeah. The first three books. But, uh, <laughs> and they're cramming Angry Tide into three episodes. Yeah. Wait, well, four? Ten, eleven, twelve, it's four. Oh, four. That's about okay. what we so, got in the That's yeah, about what we series. got with, yeah. In the new one. Mm-hmm. Oy, Well, thanks, Nani. Um, and I think, you know, because we only have five episodes left, is my math right? Um... I think we're going to try and stagger out the podcast uh, so that we are able to line up with whenever Series 5 comes out. We're assuming (laughs) that it's going to be coming about about the same time as last year, but (laughs) you know what they say about... Assuming, yeah. (laughs) Yeah just realized victoria is starting up on itv and as we all know Mm -hmm. that's a mammoth screen production i'm assuming they don't want them to clash so like that would be perfect probably when when does it start oh okay now i have to google oh (laughs) (laughs) get out the google machine when is Victoria back on TV? Radio Times. Thank you, Radio Times. Oh, it's Series 3. When is it? And it starts Sunday the 24th of March. Yeah. With eight new episodes. So God. it should end by the time Pollock starts, I think. I think their new thing is trying to always have a mammoth screen production on TV and yeah. not having them all on at the same time. Yeah, so you said March 28th. So that was yeah. last week. One, two, three, four, five, six. You're now currently listening seven. to us try and work out <laughs> <laughs> when it's on. Um, eight weeks makes it May 16th. Ooh, day before my birthday. Um, That's probably a bit too soon. Too soon. So my guess is it's going to be like June the first something. weekend of March or first weekend of June. We've been wrong before, but I think it's oh, yeah. probably the first week of June. And we don't uh, know until like the week before because that's when <laughs> the schedule. <laughs> that's when the promos so all of a sudden start getting real, and we start seeing all kinds of shit dropping in. And we're like, "Oh shit, we're halfway like, oh through." Oh my god, we've got to get to work. <laughs> Usually, we're halfway through a book club or something. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so anything. Yeah, so uh, stay tuned on you know our recording schedule. We'll uh, post that information. On all of the social medias, etc. On the um, meads. Yes. Uh, next is from Anonymous. 
Uh, from the show or books, what is the line or lines from Ross to Demelza that you find most despicable? Mine is, it was only one night. How long will it take you to forgive me? <laughs> I uh, remember that. And also, he said that like the next day. Yeah, after he I mean, did it. That, that one was probably mine. I mean, because it was just like, oh my God, you arrogant, insufferable ass. It's like, well, maybe try waiting more than 24 hours for her to forgive yeah, you. You know, you know, honest to God. Also, try apologizing, Ross. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then she would have a reason to forgive you. Uh, mm-hmm. For me personally, it's, it's, it's not a line, but an action. And that's back in season two when Ross is facing going to Dada's prison because he can't pay back his loan. And instead of giving his last 200 pounds to Demelza and Jeremy, you know, his family, his actual mm-hmm. blood family who are facing mm-hmm. starvation... And destitution, he decides to give the money to Elizabeth and Jeffrey Charles, who are living comfortably in an estate that George has forgiven the debts of. You know, they ain't gonna starve. I just thought it showed a real, like, callous regard for his own wife and child and the responsibility he has as their sole breadwinner. I mean, come on, Ross. Yeah, that was. Uh, that was pretty, that was pretty awful. I mean, I think I, I see the ration, I see the rationale that he had in his brain, um, uh, for doing that. Like, Demel's is strong. She'll make money. Yeah. Yeah, but honest to God, it's like, dude, it's a nice gesture, but no. And he doesn't even tell Demelza he's doing it until, like, months after the fact, so... Yes. Yes. Ugh. He did a lot of shitty things in season two, right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Ross at that time of his life was just kind of the the highest level of idiocy that I think, um, besides the whole duel situation, which pretty stupid that's pretty yeah that's pretty far up there as well but uh, he was really um at his worst tail end of jeremy and all through whirlingen and i'm a i'm a big ross supporter as you all know so um yeah i i was feeling disappointment uh when it came to uh mr poldark or captain poldark during that time nothing he says really disappoints me that much because i feel like ross has a lot of foot in mouth syndrome where he just (laughs) says dumb things and i try not to take it too personally like all the times that he calls demelza a maid i'm like oh okay yeah yeah i know you love her okay i'm just gonna try and remember that (laughs) (laughs) it's like i'm gonna breathe breathe Okay, so our our next question was also from Anonymous. They said, do you think people see that Elizabeth brought on her death herself? I don't mean to be cruel, but if she had kept away from Ross, not told him she was still in love with him, not subtly flirted with him or written him the letter telling him that she was going to marry George, then he wouldn't have come to her at night and all the Valentine trouble wouldn't have happened. Um, Elizabeth 
is responsible for her own death in the sense that she chose to drink that stupid potion knowing the risks. The doctor explains it pretty clearly to her and that it might kill her baby. I don't think she made a rational choice in that moment, but as for the chain of events that caused Ross and Elizabeth to sleep with each other, I'd say she's only 50% responsible for that. Ross didn't have to ride over to Trenwith like a damn fool and sleep with her. Yes, Lord. So Ross shares responsibility for the affair and for the subsequent abandoning her (laughs) while she was with child. I mean, come on. It was just a truly shitty thing for him to do to her. So in that respect, I can't say the entire events are her own fault. Although if she had kept her damn mouth shut at that dinner party. Oh, I know. <laughs> if if she had kept that to herself, we wouldn't be sliding down this path. But then again, you know, she was baiting Ross, but Ross doesn't have to respond. Exactly. Like, exactly. Uh, exactly. You're both exactly. garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. No, um, yeah, I agree with you. Um, I agree with you. Um, you know, we can't keep all of the responsibility for um, Elizabeth's um, circumstances on solely herself. You know, Ross is not an automaton, so he has the, the agency to do with the information that he receives what he's going to. And we see that he doesn't necessarily make the best choices <laughs> when he is confronted it. with um, something that is more on the emotional side of the um, the line as opposed to the more rational side of the line. So, yeah. Oh, ooh. I have an angry cat outside of the office. <laughs> Very Team Ross and like, no. I think I think so. I think so. Okay. Thanks, Aunt. Thanks, Nani. Uh, we have another anonymous um, question. Uh, do you know the significance of the very brief scene where Elizabeth was writing a letter after the scene where she and George were dining and neither of them speaking a word to each other? This is in the last episode of series four. Also, did anyone catch Elizabeth's suggestion to Morwenna about having her wedding with Drake at Trenwith because that's where Ozzy and Morwenna were married. <laughs> Their wedding was in a church, not Trenwith. Hmm. You know something, to be quite honest, I can't remember the scene that, that you're referencing. I know, I know. Um, uh, I should have my Poldark fangirl uh, card taken away from me for not knowing this. Um, but Hey, it's not like um, an important episode or anything. Elizabeth only dies. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I can't remember it either, to be honest. It was a very good episode. Um, I, I mean, I remember her writing a letter at the end of episode seven. Um, and that was uh, when she uh, wrote the letter to the doctor. Um, because we open up episode eight with Elizabeth going to see the doctor. Um, I do remember that much. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I remember with regards to that and catching Elizabeth's suggestion to Morwenna about the, the wedding with Drake. Um, 
honestly, I know that that was something that was uh, in the books, uh, but I don't remember uh, Elizabeth mentioning that to to uh, Marwenna. You know, and I think partially because everything in that episode towards that part of the, the episode was done at the speed of freaking sound. Um, you know, they, they were cramming so much into that episode that quite honestly, I lost track of who was talking to who, when, and, and where we were. Yeah. Um, when you think that Elizabeth dies at like minute 35 or something, I mean, yeah. and there's still 20 minutes left. So, so yeah, I'm a little fuzzy on that episode. I apologize for that. Um, you know, if I have a chance, I'll take a swing through it and um, post uh, some thoughts on uh, Tumblr. Um, if I can dust off my password, because I suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so anyhow, thanks, Nani, and stay tuned, um, and uh, we'll let you know. Uh, next um, anonymous was, well, that was a fast-paced episode. Yeah. Okay, so they they <laughs> pre-watched the episode um, and are making uh, their comments about it. Uh, Rowella and Morwenna absolutely slated Ozzy. Oh yes, um, the the Chenoweth women were having none of his bullshit. Uh, they walked all over him. It was quite funny. Demelza was angry at Ross because of him kissing Elizabeth, but he mm. did not know why she was angry. <laughs> then all of a sudden, Hugh Armitage calls. She went to the beach with him, running around like teens. Then a kiss. Oh, and oh God, no romance or dialogue from the book. <sighs> yes. I uh, was hoping for Ross to say this is what happens when when you when you love you, etc. But he was just annoyed with Demelza for flirting with Hugh in front of his nose and embarrassing him. Caroline knew it and he was angry. <laughs> yeah, he was. I will say that. Um, do any of you girls think Emma fancies Drake instead? No. <laughs> no, we don't. Um, rushed episode with very little emotion or book accuracy. Morwenna seems like she could look after herself. No weakness in her at all. Overall, it was not as good as 2015. Lacks emotion and romance. I disagree. I really I disagree. I do too. I do too. Um, I think that, that um, you know, the, the shenanigans that take place between uh, Rowella and Ozzy um, really go far in helping Morwenna establish that backbone um, that we saw at the end of the episode. I was living for her confrontation with Ozzy because, you know, Ozzy thinks that he is the smartest thing since sliced bread, you know, and little does he know. Uh, nope. she's She is not the meek, mild child that you married. You know, she has had to um, grow up um, and you know, under pretty shitty circumstances, you know, being maritally raped by her husband, right, left, and center. Um, so, yeah, she's not putting up with any of his bullshit. Um, so I was, I was absolutely living for the, the whole Ozzy, Rowella, Morwenna uh, confrontation. Um, 
I do think that um, we could have used a little more in the way of buildup for the whole Hugh Demelza. I can't believe I'm saying this. Uh, the Hugh Demelza um, uh, running off to the seals. I mean, we've only seen her read one of the poems that uh, she received from him. So it, it's not, we don't even have a, an inkling that this is something that has been going on for a while. Um, and so, um, you know, that uh, I found to be uh, an area that was lacking uh, and really didn't help to, to set up the whole um, romp on the cliffs of Cornwall that we saw at the end of the episode. What do you think, Ms. Rita? Well, I definitely agree with the part that of the, the the message that says that Ross was more annoyed and embarrassed. Yes. There was an element of that in their argument that he was like, yeah, you can like go off with him, but just don't make it obvious. I don't want other people to know. And I was like, <laughs> what? Dude! That is... That ain't it, son. <laughs> Very confusing. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure how I feel about that characterization of Russ, because I don't think that he would be any more appreciative if they were discreet. Um, exactly. Exactly. And in it really, uh, it really, um, we didn't get. We don't see that kind of understanding of how um, an attraction uh, can form that we see in the books with Ross. Ross understands kind of what is happening. Um, and he as much as tells her so, uh, you know, when they have, are at the party at Falmouth's. Um, so... You know, it's, we're missing that element. But honestly, I think that they handled the material better, um, <laughs> you know, better here. Um, just because it's not, you know, Ross being a complete brainless idiot um, as he, as he was in the show. Agreed. There is an element that he is not communicating with her well about how yes. he's feeling about it but it's you don't think oh he's just being callous there is a sense that he it, he's being callous in 2015 yeah. where he's like oh just go off with someone yeah. else so yeah but <sighs> it's better yeah this is better i think it's better <laughs> in everything <laughs> thank you very much for your your um your message nani we really really appreciate it Thank you, everyone who wrote in. We got so many more questions this time. Yes, that makes us happy. Okay, so it's time for Poldark News. Poldark News! Poldark News! Our first bit of news is the very funny official Poldark April Fool's joke. Uh, <laughs> Not funny. So... Yesterday was April Fool's and Official Poldark put up 
a video on their Twitter, and Aiden Turner pretended that Demelza was mm-hmm. dying. That was uh, not. That was fun. No. Not remotely um, scarring. Honestly, no. Honestly, you know, y'all can do better than that because you know we're we're not idiots here. <laughs> yeah, you know, and especially you know with them saying you know well this is it for now. Yeah, we're gonna kill off Demelza, and the rest of the show is gonna be about Ross and his widowerhood. No, because so. who's gonna look after his kids? Definitely not Ross. <laughs> Maybe he can get Morwenna to come and do it. <laughs> <laughs> not Morwenna, Rowella. Morwenna is gonna be busy. <laughs> I mean, Rowella's married, so yeah, it's she's true probably enough. busy too. Yeah. There's no one left for him. He's going to die alone. Although, you know, if Arthur throws her out... Oh, she can get Arthur back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she can. Okay. Um, <clears throat> while we were recording our last podcast, it was announced that Kyle Soller had been nominated for Best Actor in a play at the Olivier Awards, which is like the British Tonys for his performance in The Inheritance. Their award show was this Friday, the 5th of April. So, or is the 5th of April. Uh, so, best of luck to Kyle. Um, and fun fact, this is not Kyle's first nomination. Uh, in 2012, he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor in a Play. So, fingers crossed to Kyle. Um, and uh, we will be sure to, we will be sure to post uh, the results, if you all aren't following directly um, on all of our social medias. He's going to look so handsome in a suit. I'm ready. He is. He is. Okay, in other news, Light of Our Hearts, Christian Brassington has a new movie out in the UK. Um, it's called Fisherman's Friends, and it's based on the true story of how a bunch of fishermen from Port Isaac or filming location for everyone's favourite <laughs> Doc Martin. Yes. Um, and these fishermen were signed by Universal Records and achieved a top ten hit with their debut album of traditional sea shanties. So, not only does it star a Poldark alum, but it's set in Cornwall. Double nice. the product connection. So, if you're in the UK, it should be in cinemas near you. And if you live abroad... Well, I can't really help you, but hopefully it'll be out soon on iTunes. Yes. Oh, I'll keep my fingers crossed because that will be fun to watch. Uh, in other news, Eleanor Tomlinson was featured in this month's Harper's Bazaar UK with a very clickbaity interview title of You Can't Name What It Is That Aiden and I Had. <laughs> I oh, mean, Lord. Baby Trollin'. Oh, Oh my god. She talked a lot about Podark and how the role of Demelza shaped her as a person. And for the record, that title is just about her talking about their on-screen chemistry. And her and Aiden are just very good friends. It's on newsstands and online now. Look at it. <laughs> Let the ship wars begin. <laughs> <laughs> or not. Oh. I want to stay or out not. of it. Please, I'm like no. ducking. Yes, we're not. Right. Mm-mm. Flying out of the way of projectile missiles. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, oh, and um, I believe today uh, is the day that uh, the man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot is out on uh, DVD and Blu-ray. So, um, yeah. So it is available. I 
I'm guessing that that is a Region 1 uh, DVD and Blu-ray. So, uh, you know, y'all who live outside of the States will need a region-free uh, DVD player. And they're not that expensive, people. I have heard it's amazing. that you can use your laptop and that, like, depending yeah. on the region that you first use. Exactly. Like, exactly. it will just be that region. So you can just use yeah, your so... laptop for region one. Okay. Um, yeah. Also, I think, <clears throat> if I'm remembering right, Love is Blind is out right now in the UK, right? Yes, it is. So. Damn it. God, so much <laughs> happening for you if you're an Aiden Turner fan right now. <laughs> Lots of stuff. Okay, so let's get on to recommendations. Yes. So I finally got around to watching some of your guys' recs because you kept messaging us about abducted in plain sight. <laughs> so I finally watched it. And then I watched uh-huh. Leaving Neverland, like, immediately after. Mm-hmm. Both incredibly oh harrowing. <laughs> I regret that decision. And I followed it up by watching another true crime documentary, The Disappearance <laughs> of Madeline McCann. <laughs> wow. It was a real, like, bump a week. I just watched truly awful. People that just, like, can't take care of their kids. I Like a trilogy. Like a trilogy of bad yeah. decisions. Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, being a Portuguese woman, and I live in the UK... Like, that case has always piqued my interest, and there are eight episodes of that, so I would I'd recommend it. It's a good time if you love terribly depressed parents. <laughs> I mean. Interesting. Yeah, that is one that I have not watched yet. Uh, it is on my um, list uh, to watch at some point. Um, the case... I remember when this case was taking place and it was just so heartbreaking. Um, and I, re- I mean, I don't think I'll ever forget the images of um, her parents' devastation um, in their loss. Um, and it's just really, really heartbreaking. You know, there's also a um, podcast about Madeline McCann. I think it's Australian. Oh, Mm-hmm. Um, let me just go on to Pocket Casts and I'll give you... It's called Madeline. It's a lot better than the documentary. The documentary oh. misses out a lot of evidence that kind of would... Like, there's two theories about the disappearance. And one is that the Madeline was abducted. There's no evidence of that. And then there's also a theory that the parents might have had something to do with it. There is a little bit more oh. evidence to, do, to back up that theory. And um, mm. a lot of it was sort of uh, missed out in the documentary because the documentary is good, but I think as context for how the investigation was run and how it became the largest in the world and it details like the the differences between cultures, the medias, and it's just like a whole machine go run. Um so if you want to know details about the case, I definitely recommend the podcast, Madeline. But if you want some, like, historical and cultural um, context, then the then the TV show is really good, too. You know, I took your advice and listened, started listening to Undisclosed. And, 
Oh, Lord, am I down a rabbit hole with that one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am down a rabbit hole with that one. And it's like the episodes, they start in 2015. And so, you know, every time that I am listening to it, you know, I'm scrolling through my library <laughs> to get all the way down to 2015 so that I can get started on it again. Um, it is a really great podcast. And they are exploring the the areas that were making me kind of grind my teeth when I was listening to Serial, you know, and, and hearing about, you know, some of the, the, the evidence that, you know, was not collected or, I mean, I think the thing that just enraged me uh, the most was when they had discovered um, Hayes' body and the um, medical examiner came to disinter um, her in order for them to take her back to the, um, the medical examiner's office, um, the fact that they purposefully did not take, like, pictures or video or or really um extensive notes on that whole process because they were trying to avoid discovery because yeah it's like you know if you record it and all that stuff then all of that evidence is discoverable and must be turned over to the defense and you know it's just like you guys our piece of crap <laughs> so yeah I, I mean it's baltimore so who trusts that law enforcement yeah i i was i was doing a lot of cursing at my steering wheel <laughs> uh while i was listening to it so so um, i will take you up on your recommendations because you have not you have not led me astray oh thank you and i will say that everybody that suggested abducted in plain sight I mean, I've never sworn so much in my life. I was I know, pause, right? Pause it and just like scream and then oh, yeah. play it again because I just didn't understand and I don't understand it, and I don't think I can. It is nuts. It is nuts. There's no explaining that situation at all. It is beyond explanation. I mean, you know it's nuts when aliens get involved. I mean, as soon as aliens got involved, I should have known. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but a well. radically different note. Um, <laughs> if you don't feel like watching a bunch of true crime documentaries, um, I'm currently just completely obsessed with Fleabag. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the show, then it's a half-hour comedy show airing on the BBC right now. And it stars Phoebe Waller-Bridge, most famous for writing... The whole of Killing Eve. <laughs> wow. Emmy nominated. Mm -hmm. um, and it's pretty much the best thing you will ever watch, ever. <laughs> Season two, episode five aired last night. And after everyone watched the news and screamed about Brexit, the whole of England <laughs> went mental for the final scene. <laughs> and it was trending. So oh, I would man. catch up with that shit on iPlayer because... Oh. It is really life fulfilling, and you'll be like, "Am I attracted to a priest?" <laughs> cool, 
Cool. Uh, and also, I have to mention season two of the OA. It came out like two weeks ago, and it's also pretty spectacular. If you love existential science fiction, uh, it's got an amazing, diverse cast, and it's gonna blow your mind. But you have to be down for some weird shit. If you don't like weirdness, it's not your cup of tea. Don't watch it. It's on Netflix too, so binge away. Nice. Nice. Well, yeah, I was in uh, a lot of meetings and I was doing a lot of traveling. Um, and so I did not have a chance to get into any new programs um, that are other than true crime. There's a documentary on Netflix called I Am a Killer, which is um, pretty harrowing, um, but fascinating if you're into um, kind of criminal mindset, that type of thing. Um, I do have, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, a tiny bit. Um, there are a couple new podcasts that I've also been listening to. Uh, the one that I really want to recommend to you all is uh, The Murder Squad. And um, it is featuring um, Paul Holes and Billy uh, Jensen. Uh, both of Ooh, them. I saw you were... tweet about this. Yeah, both of them were instrumental uh, in um, identifying and uh, catch capturing uh, the Golden State Killer, who um, was a person that had been active in uh, California for decades. Um, yeah, he had like three aliases. Yes, Um one of them was the Vidalia Ransacker, there's the East Area Rapist, and then the original Night Stalker. Um, and when they discovered that that this all three of those individuals were actually one person, um, you know, he was branded the Golden State Killer by uh, Michelle McNamara, uh, the late Michelle McNamara, who was writing a book about the case um, at the time of her death, uh, she is, um, Patton Oswalt's, um, or was Pat Patton Oswalt's wife, the comedian. Um, and, uh, anyhow, uh, so Holes and Jensen were instrumental in, um, identifying, um, Joseph D'Angelo, I think is his name, um, as the Golden State Killer. And they now have their own podcast, um, and it is uh, being uh, produced by the folks that do My Favorite Murder, which is my all-time favorite true crime podcast. Um, and so they just premiered their um, first episode yesterday. And what I love about the format that they're um, doing is it's not just um, a true crime podcast where they're talking about um, you know, cases that they've heard about. They are looking to use the power of social media and crowdsourcing to try and solve crimes. And so they will bring up a case that has uh, some open cold case um, uh, open cold cases. <laughs> Um, for uh, folks to be able to use their 
true crime fascinated brains to, to help them solve crimes. And so uh, it's, it is really fascinating. I can't wait to see how this shakes out because honestly, I think that we could at, at the very least um, bring some level of closure to those families out there who have lost loved ones uh, who may not know, you know, whether they are um, alive or dead. Um, and um, so I totally recommend it. It was number one in the iTunes charts I did yesterday. add it to yeah. my list after I saw you tweeting about it. I haven't listened to it yet, but, you know. Yeah, it's it's a great one. It's a great one. And we got some messages <laughs> in from people talking about our ex. So, like, people are listening to us crazy yes let's see um uh we had an, an anonymous uh send us a note have you ever seen make the making of a lady it is a pretty good period drama it has romance and mystery and is scary at times i haven't have you no the making of but, I'm, you know, I'm googling making of yes a lady and i'm googling one-handed for some reason okay so it is a television film based on the 1901 novel Making of a Marchioness. How do you pronounce that word? By Frances Hodgson Burnett that uses a screenplay adaptation. Premiered in 2012 on ITV in Britain and was subsequently broadcast on PBS in 2014. Stars Lydia Wilson as Emily... Okay, but no description of the actual plot. I'm just looking at pictures, and there are great hats, though I'm, I'm in. Oh, boy. I know you love a good hat. I do. It <laughs> appears to be sort of late Victorian Edwardian era, kind of. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what it's about. Cool. I hope that there cool. is some sexiness in it, because otherwise, I mean... Mm-hmm. We will find out more and tell you all about it. Yes. I've got to yes. say, as a Wikipedia entry, that was not helpful. What is even the point? <laughs> Come on, Wikipedia, bring it! <laughs> um, let's see. And one last uh, Nani um, did not get around to watching Quincy yet. Uh, we watched the Maddie documentary instead. Uh, corrupt Portuguese police who are out of their depth and wanted a quick fix, and parents who were neglectful middle class parents. Who care more about having a good time if that had been a working class family who did that they would have gone to prison what's wrong with drinking on your balcony while your kids are in bed i mean that's one of the things that comes out of the documentary is that they compare the case um, and how it was treated to like just your average portuguese family and they mm-hmm. don't get like one percent of the resources or the attention that this mm-hmm. <sighs> these two upper class doctors with connections to the British mm-hmm. government got it's really freaking mm-hmm. depressing. Uh, yeah, well, you know, it it kind of goes um, along the lines of you know situations here in the states where you know the the cases of missing persons um, are the ones that get a lot of the media attention and uh, resources uh, tend not to be people who are brown. Hmm. 
<laughs> the whole of the Atlanta uh, child yeah. case is just like that many kids went missing and nobody did shit. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, it's like, you know, you could have in one um, jurisdiction, you could have two uh, young women go missing and um, I am willing to bet you money that the one who is a person of color is not going to get the same level of attention that, you know, a, a blonde-haired cheerleadery type of person. You never hear about the black girls coming back from those dungeons, those weird sex dungeons no. that they kept in for like 20 years. It's always those blonde no. girls. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. But, you know, okay, we're what not going to go down this rabbit hole because if we do, we'll be here all day. <laughs> so, uh, anyhow, um, that is all from us this time. But on next week's podcast, we'll be watching episode 209 of the 1970s adaptation. As ever, if you want to contact us, then email us at poldarkfancast at gmail.com or head over to our blog at poldarkfancast.tumblr.com and click on the message page. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at poldarkfancast. And please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts to help us reach new listeners. Take care, everybody, and have a great week. Bye-bye.
best you don't. 